letting you know what's going on without going on and on and on. Welcome to a fast-paced way to get caught up on all the day's biggest local stories from News Talk 830-WCCO. This is the All Local. With Friday's WCCO All Local, I'm Lindsay Peterson. Today's stories include a heat wave coming our way, an update to a shooting in Minneapolis, and it's almost state fair time, which means Minnesotans will consume 3 million cookies per day. But new this afternoon, the family of a man shot and killed by a state trooper spoke out to the public. Ricky Cobb II! Say his name! Ricky Cobb II! The family of a man killed by a state trooper earlier this month is speaking out this afternoon, demanding answers and action. Civil rights attorney Bakari Sellers is representing the family. I believe it was inappropriate and, and Ricky Cobb II should be alive today. We're going to get to the bottom of what happened. We have faith in the investigation that's going to play out. Cobb's mother said losing a son at such a young age sickens her. I have to accept this, process this still, and get justice for my son. Period. Attorneys said a lawsuit is coming and they'll get to the bottom of why Cobb was shot. The Minnesota BCA is leading the investigation. Three troopers have been put on administrative leave. Ryan Lundegren has been identified as the trooper who shot Cobb. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. It is shaping up to be a warm few days. WCCO Radio Chief Meteorologist Paul Douglas says starting tomorrow, the temperatures will jump with it feeling like as high as 105 to 110 by Tuesday. The hottest days look like Saturday and Tuesday. Saturday, low to mid-90s. We could be mid to upper 90s on Tuesday. 100, not out of the question, especially south and west of the metro. And by Tuesday, it could feel like 105 to 110. So waves of heat as this heat dome temporarily stalls. It looks like 90s from Saturday through Wednesday. Very little rain, little bit of relief, I think back into the 80s in time for the start of of the Minnesota State Fair next Thursday. And XL Energy says they've got a few tips for people who want to stay cool and save some money. Spokesperson Theo Keith says for starters, it's a good idea to have a programmable thermostat to keep your house warmer during the day when no one's there, and then cooling off in the evening. Another thing they could do is uh, run ceiling fans counterclockwise. That'll circulate the cool air from the bottom of the room up to the top. It actually make the room feel up to eight degrees cooler without having to run air conditioning, which will obviously save money. Another tip, change your air conditioning filter and have the coils cleaned out to improve efficiency. He says doing so can lower your bill by up to 15%. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. And I'm Mark Fry. The Minneapolis gang member has been charged with federal crimes after carjacking and assaulting a rival at gunpoint and posting the interaction on social media. 22-year-old Laniel Frazier Jr. faces several charges, including one count of carjacking. Investigators say they were tipped off to a Facebook video Tuesday showing a man behind a driver inside a vehicle pointing a gun at his head while it was bleeding. It's believed Frazier was targeting a rival gang member. Survivors are sharing new details about last week's unsolved mass shooting in Minneapolis. It happened last weekend at a music venue called Nudie Land. Police have yet to release any new information and there have been no arrests. Felix Jardin spoke to WCCO-TV about hearing gunshots and all the chaos that followed. I ran and hid behind the garage and then the shots stopped and there was a lot more screaming and I ran to see if Mike was okay and they were with August and August was bleeding out really fast. Um, There were people on the ground. Seven people were shot 
Jardine's friend, August Golden, did not survive. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. I'm Al Shock. Police in Fargo have released disturbing body cam footage, capturing the moment four officers were ambushed back in July. As the voice of Officer Zach Robinson, Minnesota native and Fargo police officer Jake Walleen died at the scene. Fargo Police Chief James Dablowski says Robinson displayed courage and valor. An individual who um, knew that when he was under attack, he needed to neutralize that threat as quickly as possible to allow for life-saving measures to be administered to the rest of our cops. Um, and and that citizen. The man who ambushed the officers has been identified as Mohammed Barakatz. Investigators say it was likely part of a planned larger attack with an arsenal of guns and explosives found in Barakatz's vehicle. The shooting happened July 14th. You can see the police body camera video on our website, wccoradio.com. A heads up on Minnesota roads over the next two weeks. There will be extra patrols watching for impaired drivers. Mike Hansen is Traffic Safety Director with the Minnesota Department of Public Safety. He says they are trained to look for certain types of driving when a person is impaired. Fail to maintain lane control, wide turns, um, you know, not using turn signals or other safety equipment, things like that, uh, are all telltale signs that officers are trained to look for that are good indicators of somebody who is impaired. He says between May and August that 197 people have died in drunk driving-related crashes during the last five summers. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. With the state fair kicking off in just under a week, police are reminding the public guns are not permitted anywhere on state fairgrounds. This comes after last year's state fair was shut down early after a shooting on the Midway. Ron Nafla with the Minnesota State Fair Police Department says he's confident in the safety protocol in place this year. People will come through the metal detectors as they have in the past couple of years. If they set off the metal detector, they'll go to a secondary screening where their bag will be checked. Obviously, the weapons and things are primarily what they're looking for at the gates. Nafla, speaking directly about safety after past shootings at the fair, says he takes the safety of all fairgoers personally. This isn't just a job for us, it's personal. We, we take it to heart that our job is to provide a safe and secure environment, and that's what our goal is. NAFLA says additionally, things like more perimeter fencing and security cameras are a part of an improved safety plan for this year's fair. Taylor Rivera, News Talk 830 WCCO. And I'm Mark Fry. Minneapolis City Council members have passed an ordinance creating a minimum wage for rideshare drivers. The 7-5 to five vote coming yesterday after both Uber and Lyft threatened to pull their services from the city. Councilmember Jamal Osman. These drivers are people from this community and minority, people of color. They are the backbone of our city. They work tirelessly to make a living. We have uh, companies that are not treating them how they're supposed to be treated. Mariana Brown drives for Uber and described what she does on a typical day. We make less than $300. We fill up our tank twice, that's $100. And a wear and tear and all that we have to put in on our time. For 12 hours, we make less than $200. How is that fair? We are living below poverty level. Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry has expressed reservations about the ordinance, but has not said whether or not he will veto it. He is until Wednesday to make a decision. If you're the most popular food vendor at the Minnesota State Fair, 
you're going to need a lot of people behind the counter. It all began in 1979 when selling cookies at the Minnesota State Fair was non-existent. Now there are three Sweet Martha's cookie jar stands, including one right next to the WCCO radio building. Sweet Martha Olson says they have 730 people working the 12 days of the fair and they crank out 3 million cookies a day. When those people come in, they're so excited. It's just fun to see. And they're all ready to go and get their new t-shirts. So we're really excited about the crew we're going to have this year. The hiring process began way back in February when veteran cookie makers were asked if they want to come back for another year. And they still have a few spots open for new team members. Figure show Sweet Martha's is always the top selling vendor at the Minnesota State Fair. All you have to do is see the lines of people to know that's absolutely true. Al Shock, News Talk A3O, WCCO. School is starting up very soon in districts across the state, and many are still facing real shortages of teachers. Special education instructors and other non-teaching positions in school districts across the state continue to be difficult to fill, as is the case in St. Paul. Annie Zhang of St. Paul Public Schools says they are hosting a job fair today at Como Park Senior High. We have roughly about 160 openings right now. Uh, we are the second largest district, and so we have over 60 schools and programs, and so that's kind of where the numbers come from. It's been challenging, and I think anyone out there with that has a job opening knows it's, it's a very tight market right now. She says many of the positions do not require a teaching degree, and the district is also offering bonuses. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. The Minneapolis Park Board is looking to hire sports officials ahead of a busy fall season. The need for sports officials in Minneapolis comes as veteran officials retire or ponder retirement. Jack Barsh is the athletic program manager for the Minneapolis Park and Recreation Board and says soccer and flag football positions are paid. In general, we're in that $30 an hour range. You know, I, I see some, I'm looking at the pay rate sheet right now, I see some like younger groups with sports where we might be paying like $26 a game, but we go all the way up to $75 a game for um, full-sized adult soccer. Interested officials must attend an officiating clinic and pass a background check. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. Finally today, the Vikings host Tennessee in their second preseason game Saturday at U.S. Bank Stadium. The two teams have been holding joint practices all this week, and Viking QB Kirk Cousins says it's a big help to practice against a different group of players. Just a good challenge because you get so familiar with your own defense, not just during camp, but going back to OTAs. You know, they get used to your snap count. You get used to their personnel. You get used to the cover structures, uh, what they're going to call in certain situations. You can start to get too familiar with where it doesn't really simulate the real thing in a game. The Vikings and Titans kick off at 7 p.m. Saturday night. Thanks for listening to WCCO's All Local. You can find each day's All Local and all of our podcasts at WCCORadio.com or by downloading the Odyssey app. I'm Lindsay Peterson, News Talk 830 WCCO.